Hi there, and welcome to Let's Slow Down, a podcast for all of you who feel tired and stressed from this overwhelming world. Here we'll have fun, inspiring conversations about living life on our own terms and explore ways to ease the pace of our modern world, because life really is good when you're relaxed enough to be present for it. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Stolting, and I welcome you to this space where I hope to inspire you to slow down, because life is too short to let it go by in a blur. So take a deep breath, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm thrilled to have author Fiona Fieris with me all the way from sunny wine region of Hawke's Bay, New Zealand. She writes about living a simple, beautiful, and successful life and believes all of those things can be achieved without spending a lot of money. Her books are available on Amazon, and she also hosts a French-inspired lifestyle blog called howtobechic.com. Thank you, Fiona, for being here today. Thank you, Anne-Marie. So nice to be here. Thank you for having me on your show. Absolutely. I am so excited to talk to you and get to know you. I've had the opportunity to enjoy many of your books. And one of my favorites is The Peaceful Life. I just love the comforting, inspiring feeling I get when I read your work. And although we've just met, I do sort of feel like I know you already because of your (laughs) books. So I'd love to start today with you giving us a little background on how you became a popular author and blogger and why the subject of simple living is so important to you. Well, well, I started out with a blog back in the day. This is in the mid-2000s, yeah, mid-noughties. And I just, I always wanted to be a writer. I love reading. I've always read tons. My mum used to take us all to the library on a Friday and we get stacks of books out and libraries and bookshops and books and reading and writing are just always my happy place. And so I thought when the blogs came out, I went, oh, I could maybe do a little bit of writing on a blog because I honestly didn't know how you could become a writer I just didn't know where to start, especially in New Zealand. We're such a small population. So to have quite a a niche genre that you like to write about, you know, it's hardly going to be, you know, I don't know, a really bestseller JK Rowling type book. So, yeah, I just didn't know where to start. So I started on the blog and then I saw people around me like I was friendly with Jennifer L. Scott back, you know, back then when we were all starting out on blogs. And I saw her and some other people self-publish books. And I thought, oh. That sounds awesome, but didn't do it forever. And mm-hmm. then um, just I saw more and more people doing that. So I thought, well, what have I got to lose? Let's just jump in at the deep end and try it. And it was my dream. And thankfully, people liked my books and I got to write more and more. And yeah, I, I get to write my books full time at home. I used to have office jobs, you know, that were very dull. Even if it was a nice office, it was like admin and typing. It's like, oh, I'm <laughs> Being cozy and writing my books and you know doing cozy home things so I get to do that now so I feel pretty blessed yeah and why I write them or how I write them is that I have a really busy mind and it's just always thinking of things and I I have to calm myself and that's sort of why I write my books as well to bring a sense of peace to people and the environment thing like that's all part of it as well that you want a place that's, you know, that you go to, whether it's your desk at work or your home, a place that really suits you. Like you don't want it to stress you more. Life's stressful enough. There's just so much going on for everybody. And 
all in their own way and in their own life that to keep your mind as calm as you can and keep your your home environment or where you spend a lot of your time as calm as you can like that's really important to me and I think it's important to a lot of people especially these days yeah absolutely absolutely and how much our our outside world kind of you know affects our inside world and our mindset and all of those things are are very much connected Mm, in both directions like in in to out and out to in like when you have a mind that you've soothed it's easier to live intentionally in your home and just have the things around you that you love rather than like pacify yourself shopping online which I've done plenty of over the years and you know sometimes but mostly I just put them in the cart and leave them there forever and don't check out but also outside in that your home when you do tidy it and do the little things that make it nice that helps your state of mind as well that's the exact feeling I'm trying to convey here with this, with Mm. this podcast and with this community, I feel like it's, it can be so simple, but we make it really hard. And (laughs) everything you learned about yourself yesterday, well, me anyway, I forget about it today and I have to relearn the same. Yes. thing about, oh, I feel so much better when my house isn't messy. I'm going to have a tidy up today, even though it's not super messy. It's just like bits out of place. And then I remember, oh, I already did that and it was good. And I just forgot that it felt good. <laughs> yep. Yep. Kind of like sometimes with exercise, you know, <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, this is good. I should be doing this more. <laughs> yeah. And the next day, I don't want to. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess it's part of being human and, yeah. you know, it's and a process. Yeah, like we express ourselves superhuman and perfect, and if we like everyone else is doing things well and we aren't, yeah, like I think that all the time. Yes, yes, and I love how you said that you have a busy mind because I do as well. I just doesn't stop, and I do find that it's it's calmer when my environment, when things are simpler, when my environment's clean and tidy and all of those good things. But I love how you said that you really can bring a sense of peace to yourself and also in your books by putting those thoughts on paper. And I know journaling is so popular these days with trying to just navigate all of the noise in our heads. Mm -hmm. So do you journal in addition to writing your books? I do. I don't do it every single day. I don't always do it the same way. I don't tend to journal like if someone does really like yucky stuff in a journal I've done that in the past and thrown them away but I prefer to have just happy journals where I write down stuff that feels good I make a list of everything that's good today not so much like a gratitude list it's more like everything that makes me feel happy right now and then I remember to do those things and then I can read back through my journals if I'm just feeling like really like over it for the day or just blah that day and I can sort of something will jump out at me that just lifts me out of it. So I I think with journals, a lot of people are put off because they think you have to do a certain way or like I I even hesitate to use the word journaling in my books because sometimes when there's something that you couldn't do in the past, you feel like, oh, journaling, that's not for me. And you sort of disregard that whole paragraph or something so I just like to have a notebook near me at all times that when I'm in the mood I write in it and when I'm not I don't think about it I don't think oh I haven't journaled for a week 
you know, and beat myself up about it. Right. And I always date pages too. Like I like to put a date at the top of the page and then I do all my happy stuff or my inspiration list of what, how I want to be that day. And that way I can look back on the dates. I don't know, I just left dates on things. Yeah. We have been talking right before we started recording today about... <laughs> positive mindset. And I did pull, I, I gave Fiona a heads up that I pulled some excerpts from her books. You've said so many wonderful things about this topic. So in terms of mindset, you had said, I believe a positive mindset contributes to our well-being, and that each of us has the brilliant opportunity to create our own incredible life. Love it so much. I love the word opportunity and that we are creators. We're artists of our own life. I, I, I think it was so well put. So you want to talk a little bit about that for us? Well, I think we can sometimes forget, like we're just so in the day-to-day, you know, fast moving pace of all the things we have to get done that we sometimes forget to go for the bigger picture and you actually can change quite major parts of your life if you don't like them and make big changes like my husband and I moved from the city which is six hours drive away and it's like city of one and a half million people we had a business there and a house and when our lease was coming up in our business we had a thought that we can actually live anywhere we don't have children didn't work out for us so we don't have any children in school or anything that we have to consider. And really, we could live anywhere we want. We don't have to live in the city if we don't really feel like it's us anymore. So we, over the course of the next couple of years after that decision, we decided to leave and we sold our shop. It took ages. We had a retail store. It took over a year to sell because they don't move as quickly as a house. But we were committed. We just thought we just want to live somewhere else. And so we sold our shop sold our house and then moved where we live now in Hawke's Bay which is just a much smaller area it's where I grew up so it's familiar but luckily my husband loves it as well and uh, he's an amateur wine enthusiast so he was excited to move to a place that has a lot of vineyards and opportunities to meet with interesting wine people and so that's a big thing that you could change but I think yeah even now it's you know that we're here I still forget we can all do anything we want within within our constraints. But right. I think a lot of keep doing the same thing. And it's good to be reminded that you can add in things or subtract things as well. Yeah, we have a choice. I forget that a lot myself. And we do have so much more control than mm. I think we realize. Yeah. I think a lot of times everybody is just so immersed in busy, busy, busy. And if you don't Mm. take that step back to really take a a look, like you said, at the bigger picture, Mm. what you really want, then all of a sudden you get kind of caught up and and you end up somewhere you didn't really want to be. Yeah. Because you didn't really think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It just sort of happens. Right. I mean, I feel Mm. like Mm. we've all had that happen to us somehow without, you know, without realizing it. And knowing that we have that choice is really powerful. We do have a lot of control. And I think you actually said in your book, we're free people and have the right to live our life in exactly the way that we please. Mm. It's not a selfish thing. Going along with others' ideas of a good time at the expense of what you desire will leave you resentful and burnt out, which is so true. I mean, I've been there. I've, I've had major burnout in my life and- 
you have to make changes. It sounds like that's what you and your husband were choosing to do when you moved to wine country, which sounds beautiful. And it's not that we were burnt out or anything. We just thought we don't have to, like we can change if we want to. And it was time. It was time to change for you. And, And you don't have to also be like anybody else, like you said about just following along what other people are doing and you end up a place you didn't really choose to be whether energetically or physically or whatever, but you can be different to other people. That's what I always come back to for myself, just because no one else does what I do. I don't know anybody else that is an author in Hawke's Bay. I'm sure there are some, you know, that made their own self-published career. Most people we know have children. So we're just doing our own thing. We're just being our own selves. And that's what it's like, like with your slowing down podcast name, That is also the thing as well, that a lot of people are just like, you don't have to move quickly. You don't have to be that person that's always hustling. There must be some things that you can change in your life that allows you to slow down and be that intentional living person. Exactly. And we we need that constant reminder of it because I feel like life can be so hectic that even if we realize it today, then all the things start happening again tomorrow and we can get caught right back up in it if we're not sure. very mindful and very intentional on what we're letting in and what we're exposing ourselves to and um, trying to constantly work on this mindset of positive thinking and intentional thinking and, and living. Mm-hmm. You also mentioned really digging kind of deep, asking yourself what you stand for and why it's important, what we value And knowing the answer to these questions can help give a lot of clarity on making those next steps, right? And Mm -hmm. and really making those shifts. Yes. It's just a fun thing that you can do, but it's also quite a a big thing. I mean, I like to keep all my self-development work fun and not like a should do or heavy. Yes. If much I'll just put it aside and I'll go and read a book you know like a novel or something like I'm all about self-development just being so enjoyable that you want to do it so when you think about your values it's not that you have to go through this long boring corporate thing of values which is it's a bit what it sounds like to me right right (laughs) Right. (laughs) you know what are the things I find beauty and what are the things I enjoy what are the things that I value that I lean towards or if you think what are the things you don't like then go find an antonym for them on thesaurus.com or an actual dictionary if you had one (laughs) but yeah so for me I value freedom freedom of movement freedom of time and I'm sure a lot of people would have similar values I value peace peace of mind I value creativity. I love making things, whether it's writing a book and actually, you know, making a book. I don't make the books physically myself. They're printed, but um, that's, to me, quite an ultimate form of creating for myself to actually hold a physical book that used to just be in my mind. But just if I get into my sewing room and have a little bit of a play around on my sewing machine or do some mending or make dinner that's not just making dinner but like I really enjoy all the the prep work and the veggies and you know take my time doing it there's so many ways to be creative and so that's really important to me as well but for everybody they get to choose the things they enjoy the most and once you've sort of written them down then you can really pull yourself back to them like with peace of mind 
I'm always looking for ways to uncomplicate my life. And there's so many complications in life. Every day there's new things. Yes, there is. Um, Brian Tracy, the motivational author who I have always loved, is paraphrasing him, remembering what he said. It's not that you will ever have nothing that ever goes wrong in your life. Like life is a series of crises, big and small. And he said, you'll have a big crisis. Let's say it was twice a year and, and small crises monthly. He went through a list of how often you'd probably get small and big crises. You know, we always have to be dealing with them. But if you have a life that's a little bit simplified, a little bit uncomplicated, it doesn't have to be perfect. But if you have less on your plate, then you can deal with those things as they come up. It's when you have heaps on and, you know, you're just always so chasing after your own tail that when something comes along, like the water goes off for two days or you have a car ding or something, I can't handle this. I love what you said about kind of keeping things complicated, having that freedom and, and really taking care of yourself more with meeting your own needs and, and doing what feels more authentic for your life because it's so true that we are in such a better place when we do those things and, mm. and, you know, just the self-care and, and the rest and having a clearer head, if you're not tapped out all the time and stressed out all the time, then you have the patience to deal with, with the inevitable crisis that is life that's going to happen. So, mm. you know, I think that's it's such great advice, just, Keep things simple. I think as a society, we just make everything harder than it has to be. I know. Why do we do that? I don't know. <laughs> I that is the question. If if, if yeah. you could answer that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So keeping it, keeping it simple. And and I know that that's what I'm always striving for. And it is, mm. it's a process and it's a challenge always because life is very full and there's, there's so many wonderful, positive things, but some negative things and some energy zappers in there too, a lot of stress. And it's just a matter of finding the harmony between all of it, right. And keeping it simple enough that the positive and the beauty outshines everything else. Mm. And it's not always like that. Sometimes things are just way more hectic than others, but sure. if we have that be the exception rather than the norm for us you know everyone else has got their own thing going so here is us feeling like there's lots on and wanting to be calm and and serene but then we deal with other people's energy that we live with or work with close family members and friends you know there's all these other things pinging around like a pinball machine we're all they're the wild cards can't control can't control that right and I learned to stay in my own lane. That brings so much peace. Like I'm, I, I'm such a helpful person. <laughs> to a fault and, sometimes maybe, right? Yeah. <laughs> People don't want my help. Oh my gosh. It's too much. <laughs> stay in your own lane. That's yeah. wonderful. I love it. It's a, that's a good, good image. You know, it's a nice picture to have. I go to offer something. I think nothing to do with you, Fiona, just stay in your own life. <laughs> yes. I love what you said um, about self-development, trying to make it fun and enjoyable and not making yes. it feel like a chore, finding things that we look forward to doing, then we'll do them more and hopefully 
reach that goal of having that peace and calm and balance. And that's the key. You know, that's the key. I know I was talking about exercise before, but if you find an exercise or some kind of movement that you enjoy doing, you're going to be much more likely to do it than if you're dreading it every single day. Definitely. Then you have to really push yourself and it's just miserable. Yeah, absolutely. And it really can zap your energy. If you're not aligned with your values and what feels right and what you enjoy doing, it just overly complicates things. And I feel like it makes things take so much more time and energy than they would if you were doing something that was aligned with your true self. I think it's hard to sometimes figure out which things fuel us and and which things zap us, but uh, Mm. there's a lot to be said for that. I think when we're living in alignment, it's, it is easier, simpler, Mm. easier, more fun. Definitely. And if we just think back to things that we've enjoyed in the past, whether it's going for a walk not like a put on your exercise clothes and just walk wherever but actually go to a park if it's on the weekend and you know walk around with other people under the trees and that kind of thing and also just remembering things you enjoy doing and how you enjoy doing them because I hate doing dinner when I feel like at six o'clock I'm hungry and nothing's been prepared that really upsets me (laughs) me too (laughs) But if I actually just sort myself out, and I can do it ahead of time, I do it at a different time of day, it might be the night before if I've got a busy day the next day and I put it all in the crock pot or something like that, or if I do it in the morning when I'm doing my breakfast dishes and put a podcast on or an audio book and just do it in a really relaxed way, then it's so enjoyable. So like there's always a good and a not so much fun way to do all the different things we have to do if we choose to do them you know we don't have to do anything in life but if we choose to like I mean I know there's people that eat out all the time or buy in ready meals so if I choose to be that person that eats a nice fresh made meal I can choose to enjoy it rather than be really annoyed with it exactly if we're gonna do it anyway we might as well enjoy it Mm -hmm. right because find a way to make it fun. And in the tech world these days, there's so many different things we can have going. Like you said, you could be, you could get through a whole novel cooking dinner every night of the week, you know, totally. (laughs) I can get through a novel in a week on, you know, with an audio book from my library and it's on an app on my phone. I have it in the back pocket of my jeans and I'm just doing food or if I'm tidying up the house, I'm just listening to a book while I'm doing it. And it makes a huge difference. And if I was, with somebody else in the house then I'll just put my earpods in but otherwise it just plays out loud because I like to use my earpods as little as possible just you know I think it's better for your ears not to have yep. agreed so yeah there's just lots of different ways to make stuff more enjoyable yes I know you talk about music in your books a lot and just yes you know putting fun music on and, and encouraging music and that can, that can change. I feel like that might be one of the quickest things, at least for me in my life, you know, put some, put some beat music on and all of a sudden you feel a little bit better, even if nothing else has changed. I know it's incredible how music changes your energy, whether it's putting on something really fun and top 40 pop or a really relaxing, you know, playlist that you really want to, um, if you're all worked up the spa vibe. I definitely have to do that yeah. sometimes. <laughs> um, you've spoken so much about environment in your books. You know, I know that's a, this is a big topic for you. 
talking about how we can truly design our own lifestyle, our own home, and consciously simplifying our life. And it really does help with the serenity in our world. Can you give us a few tips with the decluttering piece? I love decluttering. The rest of the people in my house, not so much. My husband actually tells the kids if they sit still too long, mom will donate them because <laughs> I'm always got, <laughs> I've always got my donation pile and I'm always, you know, getting things out. Yeah. <laughs> so but isn't that better than living in a pile of clutter though? I would rather be that way than have <laughs> 10 years of junk at the bottom of a wardrobe or something that, you know, you're too scared to go into. This yes. doesn't sound a way to live. No, that it sounds very heavy. And that, that would just yeah. squash my energy in a second. You know, the dread of having to go through that. For sure. No, I agree. I, I, mean, I really love the minimal mom on YouTube. I really am inspired by her, Dawn. She makes it enjoyable and fun. And her home is so minimal, but it's still warm and, and inviting. So I'm always inspired by her to get rid of a bit more. Yeah. Cause sometimes you have to find that balance of the minimal piece, but still feeling, as you said, warm and, and cozy and like a home, you know, we're not trying to go for the <laughs> sterile feel, but <laughs> not too much clutter. Right. And we still like to have the things we love around us, like our favorite books and all the different goodies that we like. For me, it's perfume, all my inspiration file, nice music and that kind of thing. But if you have so much other stuff, you can't find the good stuff. It's buried somewhere. Yes. It all gets lost. And really we can appreciate our things much more when we a know where they are and can find them. Mm -hmm. And even sometimes I find if there's too much stuff in a drawer in a closet, you forget that you even have it, you know, and then you end up buying a second one or Mm. you just have something that could have been so useful for all this time. And you didn't even remember that it was there. Mm. So how crazy is that? But we've all done it. I do it. Absolutely sort of always on the decluttering path just not just decluttering for the sake of it but just simplifying and keeping your life simple and when you find out in your house that there's an area that you've sort of not realized that it's built up and you can't close that drawer or there's those hot spot areas or a pile of stuff on my desk that I haven't dealt with for ages I'll just force myself to do it and get rid of it and I always feel a million times it's amazing how that can shift your energy so quickly too. I always feel so proud of myself, right? It feels so accomplished when you, when you get a good declutter. It also helps keep the house cleaner. I find it so much easier to, to dust and vacuum when there's not stuff everywhere. Right. Exactly. Like if you've got a house where there's stuff stacked on the seats and stuff stacked on the tables and piles of things everywhere, you can't vacuum properly. You can't dust properly. It's just, it just feels like you say heavy. And I know this, this is from your book. You said, keep in mind the vibe of a five-star hotel, have a picture in your head of what you want your home to, to not only look like, but how you want it to feel and make that kind of your goal, right. In whatever atmosphere you're trying to create. Um, Yeah. And my one is a nice boutique hotel and I've been to some over the years, but you can also just find images online of boutique hotels that, you know, really speak to you. Like it's the decor style you like, you can see how just serene and tidy it is, but there's also lots of other inspiration 
areas as well, like retail stores are one for me, like, you know, how they're always curated, they're clean, they have the latest stuff out, they haven't got everything they've ever produced for the last 20 years. Right, (laughs) yes. And I think I keep things for quite a long time and sometimes too long. Like I like to get my money's worth. I don't like to waste things. I like to be a good steward of my money and also the earth's resources. But I think that means I can keep some things for just too, too, too long (laughs) and repair them one too many times. And it just feels nicer to buy less and just have newer things. Like Mm -hmm. I don't need to let something completely wear out to holes before it's okay to put in the rag bin or throw it away. Like it's okay to have some newer stuff as well. And then you really appreciate it. It feels so good when you, when you treat yourself then to buy the new outfit or whatever it might be. I think it definitely makes it more meaningful. Because you're not just buy, buy, buying all the time and go, it's so satisfying to buy something because you need it. Yes. I agree. I mean, there's been times when Amazon just makes it so dangerously easy, but I've had, you know, a package come and I'm thinking, I don't even remember ordering this. I, for a while there, I was like ordering stuff late at night when I couldn't sleep. I don't know. I just got sucked in and luckily I was able to return it, but it was, it was wasteful, you know, and it was doing things on a whim And there's just no need for that. It was just unnecessary. So definitely tried to get away from that. And if it's ever super late at night, I I might put it in the cart, but don't actually buy it. (laughs) I need to be firing on all cylinders to make a purchase. Nothing good ever comes from buying something at one o'clock in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) It needs to be on coffee. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. But at the time it served a purpose for you, you know, like you couldn't sleep. True. You're being so kind right now by saying that. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I, I eat basically to, not that I'd eat at 1am, but I'd normally be asleep at that time. But I I know the feeling when you just, you need some downtime and you just like, I'm just going to go and look online. I'm just going to eat something. I'm just going to pour a glass of wine, you know? Yep. We We absolutely do. I feel like I've got a little bit of all of the things that you just mentioned. So this is kind of a perfect segue, you know, at that point where you're up late at night, can't sleep. I know speaking from personal experience, a lot of times when I am up at that hour, it's because my mind is racing or I've had too much going on, or I have too much going on the next day. And it's just really tough to calm it down and just get into that peaceful, calm feeling so that I can actually go to sleep and and get some good rest. So you had said that you've come to recognize better the need for for rest for yourself and and self-care. And you talked about giving yourself the grace to have the rest when you need it, when you're not feeling motivated and to treat yourself with whatever it is that you need, whether it's, you know, food or a nap or just a day doing nothing without feeling guilty. And I would love for you to talk more about that because that is something that I struggle with. I get to that point and I think I know that it means I'm tired and I'm not being productive and I feel just really wiped out. I know I need a rest. I know I might need an hour on the couch, which I don't, I don't do very often, but mm. sometimes you need to. And how do you, how do you get past that feeling of, oh, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. Can you give us any words of wisdom on this? <laughs> I'll try. (laughs) I just don't know if it's possible to get past the should thing. I just ignore it most of the time if I do, you know, hear it. And the guilt thing, I sort of feel like I should have everything up to date and I've done all the jobs I wanted to do that day, whether it's for my books or for the home. 
I feel like I need to have all of that sorted before I can rest and have some time with my Kindle. But it actually doesn't come unless I book it in. Like if I do all those things, then I do the dinner and then it's my husband gets home and we catch up for the day and then we have our dinner. So, so many days I've missed out on my my downtime and I get really shitty about it. I yes. feel really like, oh, I never got some time to myself. And it's like, but it's my own fault. And that makes it worse. But I, sometimes I'll just think the day's going to go and I won't have had my reading time. So I'm just going to put everything down and go and do it now. It doesn't matter, you know, that stuff's half, start, half done. Like I'll fit it all in. So that's one way I deal with it, but it's probably not the most elegant way. I mean, in my ideal life, I'd have everything done in the morning because that's when I have my most energy. I'd have some lunch. I'd do maybe, I don't know, groceries after lunch or just things around the house, bring the washing in and fold it up. And then I'd have this peaceful time going into late afternoon. But I honestly don't know if I've ever had one of those days. Maybe it's just this <laughs> mythical unicorn days that doesn't exist. Oh, they sound good though. I, I know. I, I would mean, love that. <laughs> and if I tried to make it happen, it would feel like I was on a schedule, but maybe that would be fun to try. So it's a good challenge. Right. Things are going to just keep happening. I feel the same way okay, I can't rest until I have the dishes are done and this stuff's put away and and that's finished. But that list, those to-dos, they don't end. They don't stop. There's always going to be more of all of those things because we're living and that's okay. So it's just a matter of letting yourself know it's okay. You're not going to get those, that half hour to yourself. You're not going to get that back once, once it's dinner time and once all those things start happening again once your husband's home. So we really do need to prioritize it. Right. And it, and make that choice, those choices that we were talking about earlier, make that choice to Mm. prioritize it and and make it happen. Cause if, if we don't, it's not going to be made for us. It's, there's never going to be like, Oh, every, the dishes are just going to wait while you go, you know, read, we have to be mindful of it and intentional. And it does sound like one of those boring things in a book that tells you what to do, like prioritize your downtime. You're going, oh, you're right. But all of those things, like drink more water, when you do them, they're actually really good. <laughs> they're yes. really amazing. Yeah. And, and they're really not hard. Drinking the water, just go sit for 20 minutes and read. Not hard, doesn't cost any money, yet we all have yeah. trouble doing it. <laughs> it feels so decadent, doesn't it? Oh my gosh. Yes. It's like the definition of luxury. You know, you're the most laziest, luxurious person in the world and no one else gets to do this, but really it's just reading for 20 minutes. The time's there. Just take the time. All your other jobs will get done. You'll just do them a bit quicker because of a deadline of someone coming home or, you know, the time you want to serve dinner. But if you just take that time and don't leave you till the end. You're right. It's there. And there is some truth to that with the other stuff will still get done. I have noticed that sometimes I've got a little list of things I had wanted to get done before that bus drops the kids off. And I get more mm-hmm. done in that 10 minutes when I was like, oh no, the bus is coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And I, it really makes such a difference. Like you've got that really close deadline and you just are like, choo, 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 around the house doing yes. everything. <laughs> like, where did that come from? Where did that burst of energy come from? Right. Like, yeah. And it's hardly like if you had all that done. And then you had 10 minutes to read. You'd hardly be sitting there reading at that time. Exactly. Exactly. And all of these things I'm saying, I'm saying them to myself. I'm not telling everyone else to. (laughs) I do this like, I'm so great, but I really need to tell, I tell myself that all the time as well, all these things. 
Me too. Me too. It's just a constant live and learn and, you know, all the self-development. I love reading it. I love learning it. I love hearing how other people do it. And then it's just a matter of picking what works for you, picking what you'll actually be consistent and do in your own life and just constantly reminding yourself that it's important. And it is fun to see what other people do. It's like a nosy thing, but it's also like you get really good ideas as well. Just a little throwaway comment someone might make on a video or in their book. And you think, oh, that would really fix this little like problem area for me. I'm going to try it and it might not work out, but it might as well. Yeah. And it can hurt. It can hurt to try because yeah. if it does work, then you're in much better shape than you were beforehand. And some are such simple little changes that you wonder how you wouldn't have thought of them, but it's just, I feel glad that we can all get yummy ideas from each other. Yeah, for sure. So as we kind of wind down with our interview today, I would love for you to talk about how you wind down at night. I know you have a whole thing that you do. My time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't do it as much as I used to, but I still enjoy it every now and then. And I sort of thought about it one day, like, I want to spend time with my husband because, you know, we're married and I don't want to leave him in the living room with the TV at night. So I sit there with him, even though I don't like to watch, like, I like to watch TV, but I get really like ants in my pants if I sit down for too long. Like I'm always getting up to do things or I don't know. And he's always having to pause whatever we're watching. So um, (laughs) I'm laughing because that could be the same scene at my house. So (laughs) totally get it. (laughs) And going to see a movie at the theater, I look forward to it, but it's almost like torture for me because I'm sitting there and you're thinking, oh, I just sit still for an hour and a half, (laughs) two hours sometimes. With my boudoir time, what it is, is that I decided to have my own little luxurious night. He can watch all the boy TV he wants to. And I'm only down the hall. I'm in the bedroom. I set myself up with some relaxing music on my phone or a little speaker. I've got my Dior relaxing playlist on Spotify that I recreated from a a CD that I got for their spa treatments when I used to work for Christian Dior 20 years ago. And so I recreated that playlist on Spotify and it's under my name, Fiona Ferris, if anyone wants to find it. And so I'd have that playing. I'd have some Victoria magazines, which I love. I've got lots of old issues of Victoria magazine. So I'd have a few of those to flip through or maybe one of my style files, which are little mini magazines that I've made for myself, just with printed out blog posts that I've liked or articles out of magazines or pretty pictures. I just have those put together into those clear files like those display files with the plastic sleeves I slip them in there I've got you make your own customized magazine essentially right just all the pretty inspiration that I come across I put them into those and I might read one of those I've got a herbal tea and I have face mask I put that on I do an exfoliation and face mask and it's just so peaceful and soothing and I read my magazine and sip my tea sitting up on the bed with all the pillows propped up And by the time my husband's finished his program, I've washed all my mask off and packed up. And then it's such a relaxing way to go to sleep. And I'm lucky that I don't have trouble sleeping, but I always like go to bed with a much calmer state of mind than if I just race into the bedroom, you know, to brush my teeth and wash my face. And it's quite late already. So I would sort of do this between eight and nine o'clock if we finish dinner. We have dinner quite late. So if we had dinner early enough, I'll do it about then. And I like to have lights off 10 o'clock at the latest for me because I like to get up early. But it's just a really nice time. And it's a nice way to go to bed and be, feel 
peaceful and relaxed but there's other sort of little mini times you could do it not just at that time of day as well morning you know a morning thing where you make it sort of quite spa like and have that peaceful music playing and I like to get up early so that I can move slowly so getting up like I, I started getting up earlier when I worked in the office offices and worked in the retail store just so that I wouldn't have to rush in the morning that I could have my music playing and read a book while I had my breakfast and that makes all the difference as well I love that I have struggled with that my whole life I'm just not naturally a morning person I guess but boy do I find when I get up early enough to have some of my own time before the day gets started it changes the whole trajectory of the day and Mm just, I feel so much more grounded and peaceful and so much happier. So I love that bit of advice, getting up early so you can move slowly because getting up and having a rush, rush, rush from the second you open your eyes is just not a good feeling at all. And you end up like that the whole day and you feel a little bit jittery, I find, you know, when you're just rushing. And you sort of, that's when I eat stuff to feel like I want to ground myself. Me too. And then I'm drinking coffee all day long, which is definitely not helping (laughs) the jittery bit. It's a disaster. (laughs) Just adding to it chocolate. And I get that not everybody is a morning person, that, you know, some people do their best work. And by work, I mean like just mostly late at night. So I suppose it's working out when you need to be out of the house or starting your job and giving yourself a bit of a buffer that you can have that time to yourself. Like I get up at six so that I can have a cup of tea and read my book you know, or watch a YouTube video in bed with pillows propped up. So that to me is more luxurious than sleeping in. That six to seven hour, when I've slept in on the weekend, I feel like, damn, I missed out on my early time, yes. my cup of tea. I, yeah, that it is, that this is a new, a new lesson that I'm learning. And it's exactly that. I, I've been getting up earlier the last couple of weeks. And when I didn't do it on the weekend, I totally missed it. And I honestly, mm-hmm. I slept in and I did not feel much more rested. I just, it, it wow. just is a very different feel for the day. So I think there is something mm. to those early morning hours and you don't get that peaceful early morning feel any other time of the day. Even if you get a quiet time during the day, it's different at that hour. There's just something, the world is not up yet. It's a nice yeah. way to start out. Mm. It does feel like it's all your own. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness, Fiona, I could talk to you for hours. You, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love everything that, that you've shared with us. You have so many great books. To any listeners who have maybe only read one or two or haven't haven't read Fiona's books yet, please check them out because they are a gift. And for me are just these little pockets of calm when I'm having a crazy day. Sometimes I'll just read a chapter. You don't have to read the whole thing. And it just does really help kind of ease all the things going on in my head. So I know your newest book was just out very recently, right? The 100 Ways to Live a European-Inspired Life. That's the one. That's my latest book, yes. How do you feel like the European culture compares? Do you feel like the European culture is a little slower paced? What's your take on all of that? I know I idealize the European culture, but there is definitely a different pace of life there and they value different things like food and family but in a different way like I always think oh that long Italian lunch you know they have the big table under the trees like I just love that and they have all ages all generations together yes. and I think whole thing and yeah I mean I'm not planning to go and live in Europe so I just take 
the bits and pieces that I see from having visited there, people I know that come from Europe, people that have written books that have lived there or are European themselves, I just take all the deliciousness that I, you know, filter through into, into my life and live a bit of it here. And so all the things I've written about in my 100 Ways to Live a European Inspired Life book is sort of what I do to make my version of a European inspired life without having to move overseas or or be too perfect about it like I know that a lot of stuff is westernized and globalized now that there are McDonald's on every street corner in Paris and that kind of thing but it's still fun to think if I was that elegant French lady what would I have for lunch today when I'm sort of thinking I might eat something a bit junky or not particularly stylish so I don't know it's just a little another little way that you can make life fun and encourage yourself and inspire yourself to live in a better way without being prescriptive or bossy to yourself about it because that never works and it just yeah just it just lights everything up when you have these little different angles that you can yes uh, just a little different spin on 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 something yeah Oh, I love it. It does. It lights everything up and it makes it so much more enjoyable and fun and just get more out of life, right? Which is the whole point. That's why we're here to enjoy ourselves and to live, make a difference and do what we were intended to do, live out our purpose. Yeah. So it's not just meant to be a hard slog, like we're allowed to have fun along the way as well. Exactly. This is just really, really inspiring talking to you. Thank I really you, can't Amber. thank you enough. I'm sure people are going to be excited to hear more from you. I know that Everyone can find your books on Amazon, your blog, howtobechic.com, and where else you want to mention where people can find you? I'm on Instagram, Fiona Ferris NZ on Instagram, and on Amazon, I'm just under Fiona Ferris. Yeah, so they'll find me there. We can just Google Fiona Ferris books. I'm sure you'll find something. Well, it's been a real pleasure today, Fiona. Thank you so much, and I hope to have you back again soon. Thank you, Anne-Marie. It's been fantastic. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and have been inspired to slow down and start living life at your own pace. As a brand new podcast, your listener voice matters. If Let's Slow Down is resonating with you, please take a minute to leave a review and rate us. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen and share it with friends. Remember, this is a process. So go easy on yourself, be gentle and take all the space you need to thrive because the world needs you to be at your best, to love and serve others and yourself.